Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got AJ, we got Rudo, we got Jesse. Uh, we're going to get into it on, on the thing everybody wants to talk about. Banger trades is the topic of the day. <laughs> Banger trades. Since, since we're talking about this, we also want to do a Roast My Roster sometime in the next week or so before the draft. We say Friday or Monday. I think we said Monday. Yeah, I think Monday is yeah, what we Monday settled on. Monday, the best day for it. So get uh, get cooking. Get your Avs rosters ready to go. Put DNVR in it. Two of two people sent me their rosters yesterday. <laughs> uh, we didn't even we didn't even. I mentioned it in the Discord. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, like we haven't even like publicly done it, and you can go and see on Cap Friendly. There's the DNVRs are trickling in. Yeah. So everybody's itching to, to get to roasting. So it's uh we wanted to do it before the draft because we, we're giving you guys free reign. You can take your draft picks. You can make whatever trades you want with the picks. You, yep. can, you can do free agency stuff. And then uh, we'll uh, get into your nonsense. But today we're getting into AJ's nonsense. Yeah. Uh, he had a fun article, which you go read it, where he came up with six blockbusters that the Avs could potentially do in theory. Yeah. Also explained why all of them are silly in the piece, but yeah, why why they're good and why they're bad. <laughs> but we want to talk about some of those. We want to talk about some of the potential bigger theoretical trade options here, yeah. and and like where we're comfortable and where it starts to get to be like, okay, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not moving forward at this point, and you're giving up too many pieces and such. So, uh, all right. Let's let's start here because this is the one that has been talked about for years. Uh, is it finally starting to make sense to trade Sam Gerard? I actually don't think so because think, of the Landeskog stuff. I think it. I think it does. Um, really, like you need it. it, re, it it's really like without having an answer on, on Devon Taves. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm not in a hurry to do it. Yep. Sure, um, I assume they have some more info on that yeah some kind of idea of where they are with Taves right now and how he's feeling and uh I imagine he's looking he's like we're gonna wait at least until free agency this year to see what the market looks like yeah. what might happen with extensions and we were talking about Orlov uh Brett Pesci guys like that I imagine he will want to wait before any of that stuff uh, for for those things to play out before he gets too excited about making any kind of commitments, but I think this is the first off season where you can start to say um, because Josh Manson's not going to have very much trade value, and you're working with a no trade clause. This is the first off season where I'm really saying, look, we can embrace the Gerard conversation. I'm not in a hurry to do it. I'm not trying to do it. Uh, that The piece that I wrote, unfortunately, was like, well, we're only trading defensemen for stuff because that's where they have, that's where they have the, maybe the excess player to do so. But I'm not, I'm not in a hurry to do it. I don't feel like they, there's an, a sense of urgency to do it. I think it's a last minute thing. Like I think that they're going to wait until they absolutely have as long to do as it. possible. Yeah, uh, which means probably next year would be a better next um, off season. Yeah. yeah, but you could see when you when you go to to do a roast my roster and you run out of money really fast, you'll understand it's where it's like yeah. 
this extra five million would really help address some <laughs> things if I could move that for either pieces that I've used in a trade to get a two C or I use Gerard as the piece to get the two C. It's yeah. uh, you start to see where it just gets tough, and you look at you look at like the second pairing and beyond market and say, is replacing Gerard really really difficult? I mean, I don't think it's easy, but it's not impossible. And I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be, uh, I don't think it's an impossible task here, of course, but you do look at the contract that Damon Severson signed and you're like, this is why Gerard's contract is so valuable. Yeah. They are the same caliber of player yep. and Damon Severson's already making a million and a half more for the next eight years. Like, so that that's my that's my thing with it. I, I I like the way you put it there, AJ. Of like, I think we can. This is the first summer where I'm willing to have the conversation. <clears throat> In the past, it's just been angry people yelling angry things yeah. about Sam Gerard, and it wasn't. They weren't moving. In any way, they weren't yeah. moving Sam Gerard. You know, right. and it just totally. wasn't going to happen. <clears throat> the situation they're in now where you have a, a hole that you're needing to fill the 2C role I, I get why we're, we can maybe have this conversation but yeah. it's what you just mentioned there at the end AJ is why I, I just don't think the abs are going to do it you got a player that's 5 million dollars until 2027 that you feel and I think we all feel fairly confident regardless of what abs fans want to think he's a I mean, bona fide, hard stop, top four defenseman in the NHL. He's a second pairing guy. Yep. You right. could really comfortably, he's a second pairing guy. He eats minutes. He plays a lot. His uh, his durability has never really been a major problem. Yep. Um, he, he fits into your system well. Yeah. He fits into your age, you know, your age window yep. well. He does a lot of the things that you like. Does he have deficiencies in his own end? Yes, of course. Yeah. No one's going to argue that. The, and the $5 million, though, gets more valuable every exactly, year. Exactly, AJ. Exactly. And that's, yep. where, that's where it's like, look, you've had the first four years of, yep. or the first three years of this deal. There are four more years mm -hmm. to it where you're going to get, it's going to get increasingly valuable yep. as long as the caliber of player stays the same. At least, yeah, which, again, you don't have any reason to think that it wouldn't. He's yeah, he still a, young enough. He had a bad start to last year. Mm -hmm. He had he was bad through January. Finished with the career uh, high in points. And, well, and then and then was very good in the second half. And everybody's whole thing is he can't play in the playoffs. He was very good against Seattle. He was one of their most consistent players, yeah. I thought, for those seven games. That's yeah. what I called him. <laughs> consistent, yeah. yeah. Uh, and in parentheses, I said, not best. I was going to say, I, I, I'm not. Most consistent. I'm going to stop short of saying he was their best defenseman for those seven games, but I thought you got the same thing out of him yeah. more it, often than you did. Than and it was else. good. Like, yeah. you had a, he, had a good, he had a good series against the Kraken. I agree. A heavy forechecking team like that is the one where you get a little bit nervous with him, where you're like, we want to see it. Because yeah. the last time that we really saw it was Vegas, and it didn't go very well. And, yeah. you know, just skipping over that Nashville series entirely because it was such a mismatch. But <laughs> he was very good in that series. And I think coming off of the way he finished the year, plus his playoffs, the appetite for moving him should not be it – sh it should not be an aggressive stance. Yeah, and, and that's where I think the abs are at. It, it, it's 
and it's why I keep circling back to if you're going to move on from a defenseman, unfortunately, it probably makes more sense that it's Devon Taves because with all of the talk that people, again, the irony about the way that people talk about Sam Gerrard and the contract and the Avs need the money, the irony about that conversation is, to your point, AJ, with every passing year, that contract is a better and better deal, and it's a fixed cost until 2027. You know right. what it is. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> you have cost you, certainty for four years. You have cost certainty. You can you can, <coughs> you can account for that. Goodness. I, I, I just, I think the Avs really like him internally. I think what he does on the yeah. ice for them, the positive outweighs the negative. Agreed. And... I just struggle to see them moving on from a guy like that, especially this summer where you really don't have a, a big cap problem this one year. You don't really have a tight to the cap issue yeah. given the Gabe Landeskog stuff. So it, if they did it for a, and I'm purely pulling a name out of a hat here, a, like a William Nylander type, that sure. caliber of player. Totally. Okay. Okay, Sure. You know, but I, I just, it, I don't like... It, it's hard, right? Because you're solving a hole in your team by making another hole. Right, in and, and that's why I really yeah. do think, and maybe this is going to sound silly, but like, I think replacing Devon Taves is easier because it's Bowen Byram, and then you put Manson with Gerard, and then you go out and find a third-pairing guy, and it's a the, different conversation. The, the hard part is that Byram isn't there yet. I agree. And, and like, that's where it's tough is that... Mm -hmm. You're breaking up one of the five best defensive pairings in the NHL in Devon Taves. Yeah, I'd say the best for the last two years. Last so year, was you're talking about a guy that you're talking about a defenseman who defensively has been wonderful and <laughs> has put up back to back 50 point seasons and has been phenomenal in the postseason. I know that there's this really weird narrative that Devon Taves was terrible in the Kraken series. Not really true at I'm, all. Yeah. I, I really don't know after it's because he had. Two high-profile mistakes. Two big yeah. turnovers well, I was in those say, first couple. And then he wins game, this yeah, game, too. Yeah, I know. And you're like, we're, we're not going to get over this <laughs> his, ever? His entire play style was like built around, like, that's a dude that just doesn't make mistakes. Right. So when he does, I feel like people just and are all it was obvious. over it. Yeah, and, yeah, there yeah. Were, and he made more mistakes in this last year where you were like, what was that? And I some of that. his In some of his bad games, you were like, we haven't really seen this much yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot more noticeable if you uh, watched him with the Islanders where he would have those. Well, also, I think maybe an alarm bell for a team looking to extend him long term. For sure. But, but, but you're also like, this is still your conversation <laughs> at the end of the day. He went from like what the ninth best defenseman in the league to the twentieth this year, like maybe like the fifteenth. Still, right? still like, easily a top pairing guy. <laughs> easily a top pairing guy, and that's the problem. You have a top pairing defenseman at four million dollars, and a, a team that wants to win the Stanley Cup, you have to get really cost efficient contracts that like from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You've got to get a couple of guys who wildly outplay their deals. You know, Devon Taves is outplaying. His money, his yeah. four four point yeah. one million dollars. You know he's going to significantly outplay it. Yeah, I, and and I don't disagree with any of that. I, I just it's to and me if you're going to move Devon, you just Taves, don't know with Byron, right? Hundred percent. You just don't know. It, it would just be a you know a, a, it would be a gamble, but it would be a big you know 
put put your pair on the table kind of move where it's like, yeah, we think this guy is going to be that good. You give him five million bucks for the next couple of years. You say, we want you riding shotgun next to Kale McCarr for the next 15 years. We want you two to be the best defensive pairing in the league year after year. And you just go for it. You could easily solve your 2C problem with a Devon Taves no, package. That would not be difficult. That's where yeah. it's the one year will hurt, but it's also like we have a top pairing defenseman. How often are you getting a yep. chance to trade for that? Right, right, right. Like, look at your other trade packages here. You know, find a find a defenseman that's better on the market. It, right, and like, okay, so you want to go give Dmitry Orlov nine million dollars, or do you want to? Get Devon a year Taves. of Devontae's. And then give him. And then million. give him, yeah. When the cap goes up, though, yeah. which is important context of giving a guy $9 million this year and giving a guy $9 million next year, different situations. So that's one where trading Devontae's, the, the problem is that you, have, you won't come close to replacing him. Yeah. With Gerard, you might be able to, uh, you might be able to get there with, a, you know, maybe a Klingberg or a, Matt Dumba, you know, somebody like you, that. You, you like maybe some of the role, right? Maybe but. you can get some of that stuff out of them. Um, you can get one half of them, I guess. But with Devon Taves, you're just not. You're hoping that it's Byram. Yep. Uh, and if Byram can ascend and take that job, great. Even within the next two years. But there's nothing. Right there's there's nothing that's uh, that that Byram has consistently done yet that says he's ready for that. Mm -hmm. Um. As much as we all got hyped on his good games, it, there were a lot of. It, there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, yeah, he shows the ability to be able to do it again. Consistency totally. is the he, key. I word. mean, he hasn't even hit 100 NHL games yet, which is another yeah. separate concern. Regular season, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, got almost as many playoff games as regular. Yeah, it's like, but I, I don't know. There, yeah. <laughs> it's actually like a third. Yeah, I just, I just sit there and I say, the the defensive free agency class is intriguing enough for the bottom pair bottom half of your decor that I think if you want to go with something like that, where you're moving Devon Taves, you're, you're sliding Byram up, you're trusting that Manson's going to bounce back. There, there's, there's some rolls of the dice here, Yeah, but I still think you end up feeling pretty good about your decor and you solve your issue up front. And it's fair to one. It's fair. I think for me, it's also fair to ask is solving your two C issue and breaking up your top pair. That's a great question. It, like which yeah. what's like, more important. What's yeah. more important. Yeah. Because if you feel like Byram can do the job, can do a reasonable facsimile of a top pairing defenseman. If, if you feel like he can, he's got that in the bag for more often than not, then yeah, I think it's, I think it would be worth it. In the world where Byram flops, he can't do that job, and now Taves is gone. You're you're in big trouble. Yeah. You've created a big deficit, and you better hope that that whatever two C that you went out and got is a one C, right. and is and is giving you ninety points, <laughs> like excellent, yeah, excellent production. I, yeah, the one thing I would say there not is not fifty. You need 70. It, maybe there's a world where you can do that job by committee a little bit. Byram has his good games. If Byram's having an off night, maybe you can give Josh Manson a few more defensive shifts in that position. Well, and it would also, some of this would also depend. Okay, so they've gotten rid of Devontae, so they have to replace him. 
Sure. They, they need already, another defenseman of some kind. You yeah. already have a hole in your defense. You already need one defenseman. It's a bottom pairing today. guy, to be fair, in that case. But, but, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> He's right there. But you go out now, you know, with, with no tapes, you would need you would need another guy yeah. somewhere. Yeah, there would yeah. have to be a move somewhere. And so you would include whatever that guy is. You're saying we need a top four guy now, yeah, not that's just fair. a bottom pairing that's guy. Fair. We'll include him in that rotation next to Makar's. Was Honestly, like, if that's... you told me the Avs traded Devontae's for a 2C, brought back Eric Johnson, and brought in OEL, I'd be I'd be pretty giddy to see how it all played out. I would, I'm not, I'm not I saying would not, I would guarantee that I would it would go well. no interest in a bottom be, pairing of Eric Johnson and OEL. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you could have Manson, Johnson, you could put OEL I up, just, you, could have, be like, you could have Manson with OEL, you, Gerard All of a sudden, DJ. your entire, the, your bottom three defensemen, none of them can skate. <laughs> Who's the third one? Uh, Manson, who, who skates fine. I was going to say, I think he's a fine skater. Compared to the top guys, can't skate. Uh, point being, <laughs> y- you can get a lot more creative at the bottom half of your defensive lineup. It would look, I think it would look good if you read those names on paper, but as to who those guys are today as players... 100%. I'm super nervous. Well, that's why I'm saying like I would I'm I would just love nervous. to see how it plays out. <laughs> It'd be a I wild ride I for don't sure. know if it would go well, but <laughs> I would love to see how it plays out. And then you do have like the the thing that you everyone talks themselves into. Well, maybe we'll get a good year out of OEL. Maybe he fits into the system. You can yeah. recapture some of that magic and you have a And again, that is not me saying that's how it's going to play out. It's not me lobbying for that. But if you told yeah. me that that was day one, their configuration, I would say, I, all right. Stylistically, I just don't think OEL makes a ton of sense. Because if you're looking for a guy that's going to take some rotational shifts next to Makar, you're basically looking at that guy and saying, hey, just don't screw up defensively. <laughs> Makar will take care of everything. Just don't get caught. Wait, were you saying that OEL can't skate? Yeah, yeah, his skating, and certainly last year, his skating yeah. was bad. That foot injury carried over. Into yeah, it's because he broke he his looked, foot, right? Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, maybe yeah, it's yeah. fixed over the offseason, and he's fine. But I mean, here, a, here's the thing I always... Do. What? Like, please fix it. Yeah. Like, like whatever team... That I think the medicals is going to be a big part of how aggressive good teams are. And it's always him. one of those things that's worrisome and telling... Like the Vancouver Canucks are taking a pretty big bath on that contract <laughs> yeah. to get out of it. And it's like, ooh, what do you guys know that the rest of us don't? <laughs> what is it that you guys know that the rest of us don't know that you're saying? They tried to make him a second pairing defender last year mm-hmm. and he completely fell apart. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, m- to put a bow on it for me, for the, for the D conversation, <laughs> I-, I like the question one of you asked of, does creating that hole really make your team any yeah, better? If you're your hole just in a yeah, different if you're, spot. If, yeah, yeah. If you're plugging a different hole <laughs> with is, the cork yeah, you had in that one, does it really make a difference? Which is more valuable. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and if if you are going to move anybody from your back end, it has to be an impact player that you feel very Changes good about. Changes the shape of your exactly. team, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, with Sam Gerrard, you're talking about, like, you could you could have a conversation about, like, the Kevin Hayes of the world. I wouldn't for Kevin Hayes specifically, I, but I hear what you're saying. I'm talking about that caliber yeah. of player. With Devon Taves, you're calling up Calgary and you're like, "What's the last one home up to?" You want the the real deal for that like, guy for sure, dude. I'm I'm being dead serious when I say this. I would call Toronto and be like, "You guys holding on to all those guys? Mitch Marner, is he around?" I mean, doesn't solve your center problem, but 
He's pretty good. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, if it, if it was Willie, I'd do it. Over Mitch? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, money considerations. How much better is but Marner? Nylander's due for a new deal next year, right? Yeah. Is he going to get 11 million, though? I don't know if he's going to get 11, but he's probably in the 8 to 10. So when Marner needs a new deal in, what, another year after that? Is it? Is it? I thought he still had three or four. I don't think I'll he's look. got that. I'll man. look. Because if if it's if it is just one year removed, I think it's just gonna be uh, I, the money. The money is tough for me with Marner. I guess for me, I'm more of saying like that's the caliber of player I'm hunting I, for. If I'm, I'm putting with, Devon I'm Taves out on, on the market, I'm with yeah, you yeah, on yeah. That. Calling a team that says Devon Taves changes the shape of your D, and you have a valuable asset up front. I, I'm excited. I hope we see a couple more deals just in the NHL this year, like. The Matthew Kachuk. Some pop off. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, you got to shake things up. We got to shake things up. Neither of us want to, <laughs> you know, admit defeat, wave the white flag. Let's just swap some of this shit and see how it goes. Yeah. So how about Devon Taves for Elias Lindholm and Mackenzie Weger? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I would uh, do that. I don't like the Mackenzie Weger, the fact that he's had seven years on that deal. And I don't mind it. I think you get that guy away from Daryl Sutter and he's a baller. I think you put him in Colorado and you yeah. get the guy that you had in Florida where you're like, this dude's nasty. Do you need to put anything else with that or just tapes? Uh, you'd probably have to. You're getting a defenseman yeah, and a center. I, I mean, I don't give him this Devon, year's first. I don't think that I, I don't think the Devon tapes gets that, but Bro. I would give him this year's first and, and Devon. And I don't know that. I don't know that there's a whole lot else that they could ask for that. I would say no to D that's Devon. realistic. Like they're not going to be, they, they're so like defense is like an area where they're pretty full. Devon tapes the first and the rights to Sampo Ranta. They, Done. Yeah, <laughs> any non roster player. Except for maybe like Anaman. AJ, you were right. Uh, it is only one additional year for Mitch Marner, and he's already <sighs> he's already at eleven. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough because yeah. he's not going to take less than eleven. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. He's at ten nine, so, so he's not going. Yeah, he's not going any less than that. So I'm yeah, also hard here for one year of Austin Matthews. Throw the farm. <laughs> yeah. Throw the farm. Run, I mean, if you're gonna run do, McKinnon and Matthews down like, the middle. People are talking about like PLD and Mark Shifley and shit. And it's like, if you're going to do that to Devontae's whatever else you need to get to. Yeah, you might as well step it up yeah, to the exactly. next tier. You might as well go for the Austin Matthews. <laughs> like, Make the call at least. Yeah, like, yeah. screw this, dude. Like, come on. Well... If you're looking to get to the next tier of sunglasses, Shady Rays has you covered. You can get yours at ShadyRays.com today. When you use code DNVR, you get 50% off your order if you order two pairs or more. It's basically buy one, get one free. They've got tons of different styles and polarizations, so go to their website, <clears throat> excuse me, and check them out. Uh, you can get over there, even get ski and snowboard goggles, so they got something for everybody. Uh, when you do get over there, once you get a pair, they'll take care of you. First 30 days, whether you break them, you lose them, or you just don't like them, just give them a call, let them know, they'll replace them for completely free. So they just want you to get a pair of sunglasses that you like. Go check them out again at ShadyRays.com with the DNVR code, or they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. <clears throat> and then enjoy the sunshine while you can. I think it's supposed to rain again on like Thursday or something. Yeah, but it's supposed to be brief. That's it. Yeah, so there you go. So let it rain a little bit. Then go out to the patio on Illegal Pete's. Enjoy yep. yourself a burrito. Back to 90. Beautiful Colorado weather where you can uh, <clears throat> enjoy it. With, is today the 20th? Tomorrow the longest day of the year? Yep. There you go. So It's also the official start of summer tomorrow. It, that is the longest how that day works. Of the year. Yep. Yeah. So jump on it. Get yourself some illegal peats for summer. 
have a good burrito, have some great margaritas. The longest happy hour in town from 3 to 8 p.m. It was a really long happy hour. That's five hours, in fact, not yeah. one. So, I mean, I'll take five hours of happiness. Oh, oh totally. Every day of the week. Uh, go check out Illegal Pete's. Get your burritos. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. All right, cool. Briefly, because I think there's a whole lot less value here in Colorado's actual roster. Are there any forwards you'd be looking to move out if you're Colorado? Because of the trade protection that all of the guys have, uh, Lekin and Nachushkin, yeah. uh, McKinnon has a total NMC. Not that you're moving him anyway. Not but you'd have that conversation, but yeah. Um, I think I think it's really, um, no, I'm, I think I'm good. Like, Nachushkin would be the only one I'd have the conversation about, and you're probably... Why? Just because I think he's like has value, <laughs> yeah. Um, but would be you'd be doing it maybe with a his value at an all time low at the moment, yeah. <clears throat> Just with the uncertainty of how well, his I don't know about finished all time low. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like you know, within his abs tenure, I would say I would say at an all time uh, at an abs low since signing the contract. So yeah, I would totally agree because with that. he's got seven I, I, years. I would left even say I would even say from his first contract with the Avs, this is probably I don't know that I don't know his value is pretty low that first year. I I but this is semantic but, but even and stupid. That, even I get first what you're year, saying. Analytically, he was he was good, yeah, very good, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, but I'm not. The, that's not. I don't want to do any of that. The only yeah. other guy. The only other Probably guy, like, what I was about to say. Uh, I put him in one of my deals, um, but I think you could probably have some value with Ben Myers. Oh, okay. yeah. as, yeah, as yeah, a sure. guy uh, who the entire NHL was after when he was a free agent before he signed in Colorado. And then obviously, like, if you're getting a, a legit, if you're getting a dude, and you need to throw in a, a piece, you, well, and yeah. you need you need to you, they need an NHL forward. It's the new hook conversation. Yeah. Like, you don't want to. It's really a you're really trying to keep him and and let him develop yep. and build with yep. him. Yep. So the, here's the but it's him. But, but yeah, for me the new hook conversation starts when you're talking about acquiring a two C that has multiple years on its deal, right? Yeah, that not, would be not super interested in a rental for yeah. That would not be. Um, and the, the question the question would be who fits that? Sure. There's not a lot of you know true two C's that you feel good because about. Because you're talking. I put him in my Austin Matthews deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's yeah, the kind of seriously. that's like the only deal well, the that rental's I that had. Good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The only Tays, deal, new hook and picks. Yeah, I had him in the dry side on one, and that yeah. was it. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm just not interested. Like the the guys that you're talking about dealing for uh, with multiple years left on, like that's not Boone Jenner. Yeah. That's not Kevin Hayes. Like yeah. those are like low end options yep. that should be treated as such. I'm not even comfortable trading Gerard for those guys. Seriously. I have yeah. absolutely no interest in Boone Jenner, to be honest with you. I don't have no interest, but it's the same level of interest that I have in Kevin Hayes. If this is the most cost efficient option, it's fine. Those are fine players. They're fine. Yeah, I don't want to give up a ton for them though. No, absolutely not. And that's where that's where they're at. They have an asset problem. Because they don't that. have any middle-of-the-road assets. That's fair. They don't have, you know, Oscar Olauson and Jean-Luc Foudy are going to be more valuable to the Avalanche than they are in trade. Yep. Because they need those kinds of guys. So, 
you know they're in a they're in a weird spot where if they want to get the big fish they it's Devon Taves or they have to go hard or not at all kind of yeah. yeah and you know that's where my that's where my Byram for Sorelli thing came in where you want to talk about a guy that's signed he's 25 years old and he signed for seven years yeah that's term. six million dollars Sorelli's such a weird one not that he's a bad fit i think he got mechanically would make a lot of sense i mean stylistically it's hard to find a better fit. right but are you getting Gives you the silky defense but yeah. also fits in with your skating that can and, fly and the ice profile. with you for sure yeah absolutely i i would just really struggle to move on from bow and if both players max out yeah you lose that you deal. lose yeah yep. by quite like, a bit like yeah. byron by is, a the, lot, byron is the better yeah. player there's no doubt about that but if he gets to 80%, 85%, 90% of his potential, it's pretty even maybe. Yeah. yeah. You might still lose it, but by how much? And having having that kind of two that kind of really high-end 2C with that two who's a two-way guy and who's going to be put in the types of situations he's never really been put in. I uh, I love the I, concept. Don't get me wrong. I think that's where that's the one where you're playing high stakes poker, <laughs> because if you if you lose that deal, you could really really lose that deal. Well, I was gonna say, and that's that's one of those ones that what scares me about trading a guy like Byram instead of a guy like Taves. Even though we all agree today, Devontae is the better player. Sure, he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine. You know that when you send him away, he's probably got a few more years of this level of play. What's scary about Bowen Byram is you could watch him become, you could watch him go win multiple Norrises. Yeah. He yeah. could be a hall of fame guy for someone he, else. Like, as soon as this season, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like for the record, that's just absolutely on the table. And that's right. why it's, that's why it's scary. But also if you're talking about, you keep Devon tapes, you, you fill your greatest need. You keep your top pairing. You keep that top pairing for the next, however many years, you know, if you try to keep Taves long term with the cap cap going up next year, if you just give that money to Taves and you're like, there you go. Have it. Yeah. The, you know, if he'll if he'll if he'll sign in the eight million dollar range in a situation like this, your two C only is costing you six. Like it's tight. The rest the the, the fringes of your roster will have to be cheap. Well, but that's that's one where you're like that's again the information we don't have that we assume the abs at least have some idea about if yeah. Devontae wants to sign for eight million way more interested in bringing that dude right. back than if he wants to sign for 10 yeah i mean totally. that's that's a, an important i mean even if it's nine at some point you just go we can't go more than yeah. this which the abs have shown in the past they they will set they their are, hard mind yeah, yeah. no yeah. problem doing that for I'm the curious record, what that looks like. That hard line looks like with the guy as important as Devontae's. That'll be an important. That'll, that'll be an interesting. Yeah. Because they said, you know, with McKinnon, they were like, "We're not giving you 13." Yeah. The comment that just flashed across that the Abs are favored to win the Cup next year even without a two C. While that is true right now, they will do two or three more iterations of those lines. Of, yeah. yeah. Of, of yeah. the lines. The, that I'll, also includes. Every other team has not made its move. Well, well, I was going to say, and, and what except for Columbus, maybe. people don't <laughs> still fully understand about Vegas and the lines that are set. Those dudes have information. They, they, all of those, there's like a formula to all of that. That is probably under the assumption the Avs will make some moves to yeah. fill the needs that they have and blah, blah, blah. If the Avs come out of free agency and 
haven't addressed that issue, even if they just decide to re-sign their guys and re-sign their own guys and stand pat, Vegas makes some moves or Tampa makes some moves or the Rangers make some moves. Boston, you could easily see I those mean, shift in the abs I slide down. So think it's also Grain of salt. worth noting you're talking about that algorithm this is a team that won the central division without a 2c mm-hmm. last year and mm-hmm. was decimated <laughs> by injuries yeah, yeah. so it's not like the abs are suddenly bad this offseason. Yeah. Right, right, right. Where, like i've got people who are responded to me yesterday and were like oh not sold on our gm yet because i just don't like he's been a gm for one year he navigated the 450 man games lost in the team he built. Won the central. Division. Won the central division. <laughs> well, like, dude. let can we please, for all that is fucking holy in the world, can we please have a proper sense of perspective here? My my, it's thing just gotten it a little was, out of control. My thing with it was the we were just we kept laughing about it last year because it's like, do you guys think that this was just some guy that like they hired off the street? He's been working he's, here for say, like he, he's been like an, six he's been an integral yeah. part of the Avs front office for several years yeah, now. He, Joe his Sackick arrival talk, had a transformative effect on how they did business. Joe Sackick last year in the, I mean, now here's here's one big thing that I will absolutely give C-Mac out of the gate. He has to have done more availability than any Avs GM has ever done in a year. Oh, there's Low no bar. doubt about that, Low man. Bar. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he's, he's at least open to having a conversation. I think we did sure. four. Yeah, I think we like did that. four you with him last year. Two. And, and it's usually before the season and, and then trade after deadline. trade deadline. And that's I will yep. say he did one like 48 hours before the trade deadline. <laughs> and when he walked out, we were all like, you could have just not had it. Like he's just—he was—he spent twenty minutes. But saying you haven't nothing. done it, yeah. right? 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 Uh, and and so you know, one of them we all kind of laughed at, but you know, so he did that. But Joe Sackick, the couple times we would hear from him, you know, even the even the year before the Stanley Cup year, I, I can't think of a press conference where he didn't mention Chris McFarland yeah. by name. No. Me and Chris, well, me and C-Mac. Even the <laughs> players would say, "Yeah, you know, Joe and C-Mac." Bednar talks about it. like he's been very, very, very involved in this front office for multiple yeah. and years. And the idea that what Joe Sackick just isn't anymore. Well, I, I like, was going to say, and that's the other thing too is I'm pretty sure they gave him the promotion and he just went home and his cash and check. Like, give me a break, president with of hockey ops. If anything, you could even and I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I know the in you know the intricacies of how it works. If you told me that Joe Sackick has the final stamp of approval. Still, yeah, it I, wouldn't surprise I, me. I love this theory that there's just some empty, empty rink somewhere. Joe is sniping wristers by himself. Yeah. Gets a phone call at center ice, picks it up and just says, do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. No. But again, I'm not saying that's the case, but point being, Joe Sackick's still heavily involved in the same way that Chris McFarland was heavily involved yeah. for years leading up to this. And it's the same. It's the same front office. Same like, front office. Like, guys, like. It's the same group of people that has made killer move after killer move. C-Mac literally told us this year, uh, I believe it was right before the playoffs started, that he felt the biggest difference, the biggest difference between his role from last two seasons ago to this past season was now they call my phone yeah, instead of Joe's phone. Yeah. Like his point was we're all still in the room. It's a speakerphone type of conversation right. in a lot of instances. They're sitting on a conference call. They're right. all it's the same people having right, the same conversation. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. so that that was just the uh I don't know fully remember how we got down this road, but it was funny to watch that play out this year. I mean, it's been it's been frustrating because you're like 
we're we're judging a guy because they lost in the first round after maybe the unluckiest season that you could yeah. have under the sun. Yep. Uh, you're talking about a, div- a team that won its division still. Yep. Not only that, the injuries With continued through the playoff round. I try really hard not to read the comments because a lot mm-hmm. of the time it's stuff like this. <laughs> There's a comment that is essentially saying that Joe Stag and Chris McFarland have not been a good tandem like, up until two years it, ago. I, it's, he specifies the deadline, he, and, and like fair. the deadline, done the deadline has the been deadline. their biggest bugaboo, other than the one year, and that's the year they win the cup. Yep. But otherwise, their I, deadline moves haven't been very good. But I also wouldn't say they've been bad. But it, it's like, so what? Right. They have won three divisions in a row. They might have been four had they not stopped so, the season early. Under, under like, the well, and then the only thing I was going to say was just right. Like, go Jesus, back, dude. Go back to the as soon as Patrick Wad left. Yeah. Even though the results in that first season were terrible, almost every move, almost, almost every move that this regime has made has been a net positive for the like, Avalanche since Patrick Waugh's departure. The only, Almost every move. The only deadline that I think was actively bad from them was the shortened season when they got Nemeth and Soderbergh, and both yeah. of those blew up in their face. The rest but of they them, also didn't spend much. Yeah, yeah they, it was uh, Ryder Ralston in a fifth-round right. I was going to say, they, they like, basically just brought they, in two guys And, and they free. didn't spend much, and the rest of their deadlines, again, post-Patrick Waugh, I think there are arguments that at times they maybe didn't do enough. <laughs> But I don't think that they've had like disaster deadlines. Yeah, I mean it's it's been like like Derek Broussard for a third. It's like such a you didn't give up a lot and you got nothing out of it. Lars Eller for a second, you overpay, you don't get enough out of it. You also get too injured. Where I I, I reiterate, the guy finished as your two C. Well, JT Comfer got rocked so badly in the Seattle series yeah. that Lars Eller is your two C. In game seven. And well, I was like, gonna say, even even if you wanted to boil it down to the deadline, like you're still just wrong. Like they just it I mean, hasn't gone poorly. It it just it hasn't like it hasn't been an area of strength, but that doesn't mean it's an area of weakness. <laughs> right, right, right. It right. just means it's not like it's drafting and developing, which has been bad. You it's like the deadlines just haven't been very you good. Don't, you don't get to ignore the rest of the roster construction because the deadline hasn't yeah, been Yeah, because well, then, they don't like, because they don't add Here's the other thing, too. How many teams every year would you say that when the season ends, they're like, oh, the deadline went well for us? Yeah, like Vegas. Right. So you, Did you, you win the cup? Right, no, you your deadline wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. And then you can maybe have one other team that would talk themselves into the that, that was a successful. sold everything also you know, had a good deadline. Right. That was a successful deadline for us. But, you know, so I, I don't know. I just... Like I said, I try not to read the comments. I, I mean, really it's annoying just, stuff. I like just that. don't think it's. Uh, I get, I get, like where it's a criticism of like they're not great at the deadline. All right, who is though? <laughs> right, like, right. Find right, me a right, team that's right. been great at the deadline. Right. Because that's where you make you make some of your biggest mistakes there because you feel, you know, you're trying to you're trying to patch a hole on the run, and right. you're doing it with a guy that you may not like. You're doing it with a reduced field <laughs> of availability. Because the difference between the deadline is and and the summer is that the deadline is largely comprised of five to eight bad teams getting rid of depth players, mostly mm-hmm. depth players, veteran players. There's not a lot of impact, like impact guys that come out of the deadline. 
you look at you look at this last deadline. All the all the you know Tarasenko and Kane they were gone two weeks before the uh, well O'Reilly like yeah. you look at all these guys and those guys are all free agents now and it's like mm-hmm. how hot are those free agent markets right you want to tell me that the, the, and this last year we talked about it at the deadline it was not a good deadline for high end talent for I, impact guys I, I really don't think we need to rehash this anymore than we already have all year it's it's it kind of builds into our current conversation though of. You do this. You'd rather do this in the summer because yes, you are having that, a conversation I, I, I about the Elias I mean, Lindholms. I'm, I'm here right. for guys doing like, this in the guys summer. like yes. that are going to be available right now over the next two weeks. Way more, way more available. Agree. Than when you're at the deadline and it's like you, there are going to be teams that think they're you playoff teams. teams sitting on 67 points that are right. talking Ex- themselves exactly. into it. Exactly. You yeah. know, Calgary's going to be a team that's like we're just we're not. Yep. You know, Craig Conroy has said he doesn't want to go into let rebuild. guys. He, yeah. he said that he doesn't want to let guys go in free agency without getting anything for them. Yep. So you would think that if it doesn't go well for the Flames, uh, or if they're in the position that St. Louis is in, it's a fire sale, literally, because it's the Flames. But it's also Hong like, <laughs> you know, it's also like you have you have assets that people are going to want, man. Yo, definitely. Like. They've got like half their defense is going to be a pending free agent. Like I want to get into that a little bit first. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. And get eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar or find it at your local liquor store anywhere in the United States. Dozens of flavors. Dozens, what's the 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 new one? The Mountain Beach Sour? Mountain Beach Sour. I haven't tried oh, it yet. Is so it that good? good? Okay. It's so good. I'll have to get one. It's not my new, on but it's pretty well, good. It's not new? No, it's not new at all. It's just like their like summer is it summer beer. Different from Mountain Beach? Yeah, Mountain Beach is it's the sour version yeah. of the Mountain Beach. Oh yeah. So I thought it was new. Apparently, it's just their summer run, which yeah. like that's how many flavors they have. Is they have a seasonal for every season and like multiple ones. So you have to get them while the, the getting's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delicious. Or you know you can be one of those people that hoards their beer and cracks a Christmas ale in July. Also an option for you. Check them out, Breckenridge Brewery, Breckbrew.com. Uh, if you're local, the farmhouse is a great place to grab some food and a beer. Also brought to you by the folks over at Bacchus and Shanker. Don't drink and drive. But if you're in the unfortunate situation where you are in an accident with someone who maybe was drinking and driving, Bacchus and Shanker has your back. Any car accident, even if it's a rideshare situation, maybe you got hit on your bike, even if you were injured at work, something like that, you can call 222-2222 today, and Bacchus and Shanker will help you out. You can also check out coloradolaw.net. Whether you go online or give them a call, they will give you a free consultation. If they think you have a case, they will take your case on for completely free. It costs you nothing until you win your case. Bacchus and Shanker just trying to get you what you deserve when it comes to your injury situation. Uh, they've won over a billion dollars for their clients over 25 years of doing this in Colorado. So they're very, very, very good at this. Highly recommend if you're in that situation to press two for a while and get a hold of Bacchus and Shanker. You guys ever been period. in an accident in a rideshare? In a ride share? In a ride share, no. I've never been in an accident. I was in one that got a flat tire. Ooh. And we had to pull over on the side of 225. And it was like really messed up and he couldn't get the tire off. Damn. And so we tried calling other ride shares or like, I think it was Lyft. We mm. tried calling them. No one would come pick us up on the side of the highway. So we were just like stuck there. It was snowing. 
shit damn eventually like a good samaritan came by and we were like hey we're literally like a mile from our house yeah so <laughs> the the one time i was in a i was in a yeah i, I don't remember what uber lift they got rear-ended Oof. but we were seriously it was like yeah less than a mile to, to my house we were getting we were actually getting off the highway and waiting to like turn right like continuous right we had to yield and the car behind us just didn't <laughs> just <laughs> just re- sent it. The, my driver was like this guy's coming up fast boom <laughs> uh and i felt bad because he actually got out he like got pissed at the, the driver mm-hmm. that hit us he's like i got someone in my car i'm trying to take him home blah blah, blah. so he made them follow us <laughs> to my house he's like i gotta complete that's this a, ride and you gotta go with us that's amazing so he made the, the person because both cars were drivable you know yeah, just, some just a fender damage. bender yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they drove to my house and sat outside of my house and finished <laughs> the, about the rest of the dispute. Me and my roommate just sat that's, in the window. That's awesome. That's kind of crazy. It was hilarious. So shout out to that uh, rideshare driver. <laughs> five stars. Gave him a tip. Nice tip. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You gave him five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Comments. Forced person to follow us to my house so he could drop me off. <laughs> The first ever five star review to get someone fired. Right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No comments. No comments. Uh, I, I, you've kind of alluded to it just now. We've talked mercurially about guys like a man. You know, maybe you go huge with the Matthews of Drysaddle. Maybe it's more like an Elias Lindholm, Kevin Hayes. How do you feel about that? Realistic targets for Colorado if they're diving into the trade market. What is? Give me three. Pah. Shit. In the trade market. Um, all right. Here's, here's one name that I just find interesting. And I don't even know if he's available. Clayton Keller? Uh, center. I don't, oh, did we did this have to be center? I, I oh, didn't oh, say oh, it had oh, to okay. be centers, but. Um, I think he's an interesting trade name. I mean, it, it's him and Schmaltz out of Arizona are the mm-hmm. two, right? And that's the part of the Schmaltz problem, too, is that he's played center, but he's but he is spent he really last year, center. Yeah, yeah, he spent last year on right wing. And, uh, you know, uh, you're going to uh, move him back to center, obviously. I, I think if you are... If, if you're just... If you're trying to... If you're going after a high-end forward... And the best deal is for a guy, the most impactful player is not a center. I'm fine with that. I I'm saw not. I saw enough out of Miko last year. I think he can do the heavy he can do enough heavy lifting there. Hope to see him a little bit more out of new hook. You can maybe patchwork that. If you can get a high end, I'll use the word elite, but that really is kind of if, if you can get a, an elite player for your top six, I don't need it to be a center, me personally. I do because uh, you just don't win with you, you don't win with wings, you just don't. You're not wrong. That being making the position of one of those positions of strength in your team, uh, a position that historically doesn't bring you. It's cups. not like you don't I'm have a not, center though. Yeah, right. But I'm saying center depth is one of the most common sure. threads, and you look at you look at what happened with Vegas just now. Yeah, winning winning the cup. I mean that. What's the difference between the? The Vegas team that wins their Stanley Cup and all their failed versions. Jack Eichel. It's their center depth was yeah, better. Yeah, him and Stevenson. Yeah. So, and, and William Carlson. Like, yeah. 
you just you have to have them. Yeah, you have to, and that's yep. why I'm just not doing it um, for for one year. But 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 again, like I I just I'm Miko was fine in the middle last year. So here's he's fine. The one thing I would say is it's a lot easier to solve your wing spot in free agency this year than it will be to solve the center spot because the center spot is kind of like O'Reilly or nothing. It's it's O'Reilly, and if you really, 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 really believe in Ivan Barbashev... I don't. And you'd put it, you're putting him in the middle. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm not doing that. I If, if mm -hmm. some whoever's going to give Ivan Barbashev money should probably do it and have him as a wing. Sure. I think he's one of... Free agency's biggest landmines this year. He makes me nervous for a million reasons. I think he's good though. He, we'll, I don't think he's going to we'll be see. as good as he'll get paid for. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, I'm just not overly sold on him as an impact player. To be honest with you, um, like he's like if he's like your eighth best forward, cool. If he's your sixth best forward, cool. My, if, my, if he's your he fourth, be your best, fourth forward, best forward, yeah. you're in trouble. My thing with the if 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 it's a top if it's a high end wing, I'm fine with that. I don't disagree with you. I think you would need to feel good about what you're doing depth center wise, third and fourth lines. Because if if, if you're running at whatever point in the season, however you want to split it up, if you're running Nate and Miko down the middle in your top six, and then I, I'm not even going to venture a guess on the bottom six because. That could be five new dudes down there, I mean, and so I'm not even going to like... and Myers are right there. Sure. Um, I, I would probably want someone who's a little bit I mean, more seasoned than... Bring back Eller, problem solved. Something like that. In that, in in that range. And Eller. That's your 3-4. I'd be open to it. Yeah, um, I'm too. Go, I, go get O'Reilly, Taves, and Eller. I, I, I'm fine with that. I would feel fine about that, because I don't disagree with you at all. If you look back at... I'll even split the two Tampa teams into two separate teams. The last four cup winners have all been real strong down the middle. Yep. So I don't disagree with you at all. Last Ma four. <laughs> Who was before St. Louis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find me one that's not, man. You have to be good down uh, the middle. That Carolina team in 06 wasn't amazing down well, the middle. I was, I was all right. So we got one in yeah. <laughs> maybe the ultimate fluke here where the game got played uh, right, hold, wildly hold, 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 hold. Here, Okay, all right. Here's a here's a trade market name. Evgeny Kuznetsov? Yeah, um, I'm hard out on that. He's horrific defensively. Sure, yeah. And I mean, that's and it's he's given what the seven. Evs want to fit it to. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I, like, I just, if, if you're going to bring in a guy... Uh, yeah. Try to get him to play to your system. I'm just saying, there's another name that's gonna be out there available. That would he be play a, center. He was a second line center on a recent Stanley Cup champ. Yeah, when he was good. Yeah, sure. His game has fallen off. Yeah, I know. Hard, and that's. I, I think you're okay. Uh, I know the his his ultimate production last year ended up okay. Uh, but he is a big no 31. for me. What's his deal? He's got two more years. What's this guy's deal? He's got two more years I at mean, seven like, something. Do you, maybe, find that funny. do you maybe get away with it if you like staple Val on one side of him and just help him with the defensive side? 
Uh, maybe, like maybe, maybe. Like, I'm trying to talk myself What's into on the it other side of it, yeah, because you, you still need that. You can't spot really though. put Val and Lecky together. That didn't you really, really don't work last to. year. So. Especially because like like Lecky and Nate work so well together. I agree. It's like, just let them be, man. Yeah. Seven, eight for two more years. Yeah, they would have that's to eat expensive. some of that, and that's hard. Yeah, to, that's it's expensive. hard to ask a team that's <sighs> for in their years. position who's yeah, still yeah, trying yeah. to win. Exactly. So yeah, that's a tough. Fit. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Fit. No, you. If you want Ryan Strom, you haven't watched him. Ryan Strom is a perfectly fine winger. Ryan Strom. <laughs> Ryan Strom can't skate. You want to talk about um, it's, it's, if you get Ryan Ryan Strom, you might as well just go get Paul Stasny. You're putting you're putting an absolute hey, I, anchor in the I middle of your life. I actually think Paul Stasny as four C would be fun. I've yeah. definitely <laughs> seen Paul Stasny in our chat I, before. So. I just I'm just saying like Ryan Strom can't skate. The guy is the biggest misfit out he there. Does, he, Either of the Strom brothers. He makes zero sense in Colorado. Yeah, yeah in, in Colorado specifically. You, Ryan Strom's a, a passable You mentioned player, it as kind of like a throwaway. I think it was maybe even like on your final thought last week on one of the shows. I'm really intrigued, and obviously they'd have to, by the two of the kids in Anaheim, Terry or Zegras. If you're talking about moving if Zegras guys was like legitimately on the table, I might do some irresponsible things. I mean, if you're talking about moving a guy like Devon did you see that too? The light flash? Yeah, I saw yeah. it just out of the corner yeah. of my yeah. eye. I, I didn't want to acknowledge well. it until your head snapped. Yeah. Aliens yeah, in the bar really, for that sure. Was really yeah. fucking weird. I don't know what that um, RNH is one that I thought about with Devon Taves, where I think the value is too good because it's only five million dollars. Yeah. And it would be really hard for him to age out of being like a decent contributor he, in that contract. He ends as a three C, but exactly. it's fine. But yeah. by 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 the next seven years, that's what Three C's will be paid. Yeah, I, I look. You know, I'm an RNH fan. So yeah, I, I, like I would have no issues. But if you're Edmonton, you're probably not taking. Yeah, a, talk One about a team. Devontae's, we're talking yeah. about a team that guys. And they have Evan Bouchard. They need. About? They need <laughs> contract value, and RNH is their best contract yep. value outside of their top two guys. Uh, I, I'm All certainly right, outside. Fine. We'll of settle for Drysidle instead then. So, and that's where that's where it's like I would love the RNH idea. I just don't think that. Well, the, and, I, and I the hilarious part of it is, you know, we've mentioned Toronto in this conversation. We've mentioned now Edmonton. Are there two teams that could benefit more from adding a guy like Devon Taves? Yeah, I mean, I think the other team on that list that I would say absolutely could use Devon Taves, Buffalo. Yeah. Because they are drowning in quality forward prospects that, that you could talk yourself into. And that dude would tie together. I mean, Owen Power, Matias Samuelson, and Rasmus Dahlin is their top four They're right now. They need another one. They're gonna be in the market for him. They've got all the they've got all the guys in the world that they could trade for. I mean, I would even consider Byram for multiple of their forwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I in my piece, I had a middle stat deal. I don't love Casey Middlestat, but a guy ends up with... I really don't have a ton of interest in him. He, has, he ends honest, up with a 59-point season. He's 24 years old. He was playing <laughs> predominantly on their third line. Yeah. See, I would, be, I would be fine moving Byram in a deal like that with where you're talking about, where I saw the name Peyton Krebs uh, flash across earlier. If you were talking about guys in that range of their development, their production, their you know where they're at in their careers... That I would do a Byram deal for because both teams are rolling the dice of, gosh, I hope this guy doesn't terrorize us for the next 15 years. The one that, and I think we've had the discussion even on the pod that I think about often is that report last year that a quote, usually very smart team 
passed on Tage Thompson for a fifth like two summers ago. I think about that <laughs> a lot. I'm like, God, I hope that wasn't the ass. Um, because could you imagine adding Tage? Thompson? I would yeah. bet. Yeah, I would bet be... money it's Carolina. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay, because that that solves so the, a I lot mean, of problems. The Buffalo trade just gets so complicated, right? Because then you're like talking about multiple pieces, like you'd be a middle stat plus, or maybe you want Peyton Krebs as like another younger guy that can maybe play C for you. Yeah, I, that would be correct. Not not that I wouldn't like that. I just think it'd be I really would take hard. The wings, yeah. I'll, like if sure. they wanted to give if, if they wanted to give something. A, uh, yeah, if they wanted to give Paterka, uh or. I, I I don't really want it because I'm worried about the size with Savoie and his fit in Colorado. But uh, Coolidge would be the other one that I would be open to. I I think Savoie would actually be super fun, but I understand why you would be anxious about it in Colorado it, it specifically. Would be, it would be because if Landy comes back, your forward, you're like your wings are all set in your top yeah. six. You don't have a spot for Savoie. Yeah, I, and I that hear would be you. that would be my like. I don't want that guy languishing on my third line. He's a bad fit there. I agree with that, but you could make room for him depending on how well he played when he showed up. But it's, yeah. I mean, I, if, this is the problem with Buffalo is like it feels super complicated to sort out what the pieces actually end up. Yeah, being and how they that. value each of them. Yep. Uh, anyway, we are running a little bit long here, so we do have to wrap this up. There's a ton of options out there for Colorado, I think, is the point you want to come away with from this well, podcast. Uh, their, best, uh, their best trade pieces are definitely from their defense. Yep. Because uh, their first-round pick, the 27th overall pick, only has so much value. Yep. None of their prospects uh, on their own hold a lot of value. They're way more valuable put together. Um, and then their their pick next year might be more valuable than their pick this year. Uh, yeah, it definitely could be. Um, we do the team could roll the dice and be like, they're not going to pick yep. that late. Yep, they could well end up picking. I'd be shocked if they picked any higher than twentieth next year or something. But even if you even if they got twenty two out of it, like, sure, sure. Uh, we did have one super chat here from Melanie, always in here with five bucks, and hope you all have a great week. You too, Melanie. Off to a great start. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, we we are, can really use some stuff happening. Yeah, in the NHL the world, Columbus like went super early, and I was like, yeah. oh, are we gonna are we gonna get yeah. a steady stream of stuff yeah. here? No, no, it all dried up immediately. Uh, we are gonna get out of here for today, though. We do have some more stuff coming. Your way, be it draft, free agency, trades, or otherwise, like we said earlier, get your rosters in. Go to Cap Friendly, put DVNVR in the title of their uh, armchair GM tool. Do whatever you want with Colorado, and, and we'll look at some of your rosters probably next Monday. Uh, other than that, we are out of here, and we will talk to you in the next one.